Well, hello Daniel. My name is Vince. I am from the Philippines, but I am now residing in California. I've been here for uh, 21 years now. I came here when 9/11 happened. It was a nerve-wracking experience, you know, being a child at that time. I mean, I wasn't really a child. I was a, a teenager. And at that time, I already kind of knew English, but it wasn't to the point where I could really talk to people. I can, but it was a haphazard thing. And because of that,、um, I kind of was in situations where I would be bullied because of how I spoke, and and I kind of receded, kind of became shy. But then afterwards, I was like,、uh, you know,、uh, after a few years, I became okay, and.、Uh, As far as my language background, I speak Cebuano, which is my mother tongue, and Tagalog, which is the national language of the Philippines. So, in effect, I am trilingual. However, here in California, you have to learn a foreign language. So, I chose Japanese at the time. Oh, cool! And yes,、yeah, so、I could have picked、uh, what was it now? Latin, <laughs> even though it's a dead language. German, Italian. Mandarin Chinese, Korean,、um, American Sign Language, yeah, those were the ones that were、uh, presented to us. But I just chose Japanese because of, well, one of the things was anime. Of course,、um, I was a, I'm a great consumer of anime at that time, and I also have a cousin who speaks Japanese. But the thing is, the when my number one thing at that time too was I wanted to become a sumo wrestler. Oh,、really? believe it or not, I was really big. <laughs> I was really big at that time. I was big. I mean, maybe not to the point where I, I could really bulk up, but、um, but because of my height, I could not do it.、Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So that was my my angle for Japanese. But then after a while, I had to. Well, I continued on. I, I I finished Japanese in high school, and then in college, I also took it up. But、um, it was kind of a, a regression, and it was a regression because. The Japanese that they had at that college was just not advanced enough, and so I, I just did it. I, I took the classes still. I、so、finished the courses. It was too、courses. easy for you.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, it became yeah. It was easy. It was classroom Japanese. It wasn't be,、mm-hmm. really real Japanese. On and off for like for twenty years, I've been studying Japanese. The other languages that I am learning are Spanish and Vietnamese. Spanish is really helpful here in California because we have a huge Latinx population, and Vietnamese is something that's well, it's not as helpful perhaps. But、uh, I live in a household that speaks Vietnamese, so we have a Spanish Vietnamese household, and because of that, I just I wanted to, I guess, better fit in, and、yeah. wanted to learn these languages, but. Vietnamese is just so hard. Spanish is kind of is, is I could manage because Cebuano and Tagalog has a lot of Spanish words vocabulary because of oh really、um, I didn't know past. yes colonial past colonial past so、uh, we have、uh, our vocabulary is perhaps I don't remember the percentage but it it's kind of it's in the twenties or thirties I think if I'm not mistaken cool cool percentage. Because my father comes from Argentina, and that's why I picked up、oh. Spanish too. But I got very rusty these days, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, okay. 
And what caught my attention when I was watching one of your videos on YouTube was that you mentioned that only two and a half years ago you started out to practice your enunciation in English, yes. even though you have been already um, speaking about 20 years English, but you decided to, to, to start really severely to focus on, on that. Yes, it was because, well, I work for a marketing post-production house here in LA. And sometimes we need to talk on the phone. And when we talk on the phone, it just so happened that afterwards, after this one fateful <laughs> incident, that um, this person asked, um, what was it now? Along the lines of, what are, you, what are your primary and secondary languages? So I just answered, but then in the back of my mind, I was like, why? Is, is it, was there something wrong? So that's where that, that kind of um, gave me a, a hint that I really had an accent, a strong accent. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, because, oh yeah, that's right. This, this person did say that because you don't quite sound American. <laughs> so uh, that, that really uh, got me. And I wanted to correct that. And lo and behold, I just was for... At the beginning, I didn't really have a, a a set process on how to do this. I just uh, did some readings, perhaps some enunciations that, I don't know, it was just, again, haphazard. But then after a while, I took classes. I went to college here, and we, we, we had everyday exercises. And I was also watching like, numerous YouTubers, uh, namely Hadar Shemesh. She's a... Um, uh, the number one person that I would attribute my um, success to, as well as um, Rachel's English. Those two, those two yeah. would be my. Uh, so you my, my basically picks. you so follow. I, I was just watching. You follow their um, mm -hmm. suggestions and tips and tricks, and that made exactly. you kind yeah. of successful. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, in in a way, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. And then I have this method of. Um, uh, after a while, because of my technical background in film and television, because that's um, what I went to school for, uh, I heard about shadowing. So shadowing, I'm not sure. You've heard of shadowing, right? Yeah, shadowing but, uh, is shadowing fantastic. Is I recommend okay. it. <laughs> so just, just for the viewers, uh, shadowing is when you enunciate after a native speaker of the language. And what I do differently, though, is I open up a, a non-linear editing software or a um, call now a an audio suite. My choice is Audacity, and then I put the original native speaker on track one, and then I record on track two, listening yeah. closely to what is being said, and I just keep on doing that until I uh, exhaust my my, my mouth. <laughs> How many hours does it take? You know, uh, there was one where I obsessed on on one, and it took me two three hours okay yeah it was that uh, intense for me and that was for English now I'm really well recently I, I haven't been doing that for English I've been doing it for Spanish though mm -hmm. because uh, one of my friends is um, Argentinian <laughs> and oh, he wants me to pick up the Argentinian Spanish yeah. uh, accent instead and is this your new goal to sound like an Argentinian well uh not really, but uh, I, I mean, it's 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 a type of Spanish, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I want to, you know, because um, this guy is really 
into helping me. And so in order for me to kind of reciprocate, you know, I mean, it's just, it's a dialect of, of Spanish anyway. So I'll, I'll mm. just, I'll pick it up, you know, uh, along with the Mexican Spanish, which is the most prevalent Spanish that you can really get online, in, you know, and yeah. as well as Castilian uh, Spanish. And how did people react? I mean, you were shadowing on a regular basis. You were focusing on your enunciation. So people must have um, noticed it, right? So how were some reactions to the new wins? Uh, as far as the, uh, the people around me here, I'm not really sure. They didn't really find it um, different. They, they didn't. They did not hear anything different from me. So I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, and I've never really talked to that original person who said, you don't quite sound American. So uh, there's no way of me telling you that uh, I may have been successful or not. However, amongst the circle, amongst the uh, English language community learners, I am in an, a different community other than what we are in. And uh, to them, I just sound like a native mic, okay? I've been dubbed near native by my English professors, yeah. but uh, <laughs> I don't Fantastic. really consider myself native at all. So, but what is your goal? So why are you still in language learning groups specifically for, for English learners? Haven't you reached your goal yet? I have you reached my goal, yeah. I think I have reached my goal. However, I also want to uh, kind of pull people up in a way, I am a, a host in in yeah. the uh, in the other um, and you, group. You want to have, help been, people? Yeah, in you a way, yeah. Just help them, help help them out. Yeah, in the way that I can, and yeah, I that, want that to cool. make them. Yeah, I just want to help out. That's what it is. Yeah, because just so that the listeners know, because we are both in in the same group, in the same Facebook group called Mouth and Masters of English, and as it happens. Actually, today I had another interview with Dorothy, and and she's also a member of this community. And it's just so amazing how how people help each other out. And can you recommend other groups? So you you mentioned I can't remember in the group that you are in mm -hmm. influent. No, in, yeah, it's in, the influency community. So influency I N and then. F L U A U E N C Y influency community, um, headed by Hadar Shemesh, um, and the other one that I'm in that I'm an admin now is English with Natives. the The name of the group keeps changing, so that is the name <laughs> okay. that I that I that I yeah. remember. English with Natives. So those yeah, are okay. the two. Yeah, I'm I'm also in the in other ones, but I'm not. I'm no longer as active, or I just don't. Um, make myself as active because there's just there's just so much you know. Yeah, and I still need to to study the other languages. <laughs> Not just of English. course. <laughs> mm -hmm. So let's move on to another topic, which is sure. listening at a faster speed, maybe to podcasts or watching videos, and learning through that. Maybe a little bit of background in the same group that we are in. Uh, Wins, you have written a comment in which you told me that you were watching a video at three times the normal speed. And to me, this was very fascinating and I wanted to learn more about that. So maybe you can give us some 
instructions or background info about that? Okay, I have not mentioned that I am a transcriptionist. I am a time text technician, but that is my, oh. my bread and butter, one of my responsibilities. And so in order for us to, you know, plow through mass amounts of videos or audio, we would kind of, we have to really train our ears. And over the years, I, because I've been training my ears, I could easily just make something in 2x or 3x and I could still understand what is being said. And um, it wasn't really that special to me when I first did it. And it was because I just, I just thought that after a while, when you, when, once you are really fluent in a, in a given language, you should be able to just speed through. And I've heard of a visually impaired individual could do this too if they could, because audio is somehow uh, info that can be sped up. I don't know. Uh, don't, don't quote me on this because I, I'll, hmm. I, I don't have the, the specific paper. But what you can quote me on though is that one of my co-members in the influencer community said that if you speed up something, your brain is not given the time to translate. And so it really forces your brain to think in the given language that is being spoken in that tape or whatever or audio. So that is the philosophy behind it, that if you just speed it up, you're forcing your brain to comprehend the language that is being spoken. And you used it also to, to improve your English or another language? Or was it just for, for your job? This is just for English. Or this is just for English, really. Just for English. Just for, I could not really do this. I mean, I could probably do... No, I no actually, I do this for Tagalog as well, whenever I watch the news. Two, 2x only, though. Um, but, uh, yeah, the uh, Japanese and Vietnamese, Spanish, not, I'm not at that point. I definitely oh. could even... I, I even need to slow it down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see. And so do you think that this would be like a method for every learner or at least for, let's say, maybe intermediate so that you can get more exposed to the language? I'm not really sure because this is something that I only got because I became a transcriptionist. I don't know if this is mm. a real thing. But the thing is, my, yeah. one of my uh, co-members did say that she uses it to really make herself and she is i i believe a, and she's she's already an advanced speaker so maybe if you're an advanced speaker if you really want yeah. to ante it up to really challenge yourself that is when you would want to do this not when you're yeah. an intermediate well but who knows yeah because it's similar to the method which is called speed reading right because yeah the more books you read, of course, the more vocabulary you will get exposed to. And then chances are that you can pick up a lot of expressions just because of the fact that you can read more. Maybe, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit like speed reading, but just for speed listening. Well, again, um, you kind of need to have, a, I guess, a really high level, but... The thing is, she was saying that it really works to force your brain. So I don't know. We, we kind of need to dig into this further, yes. I think. Uh, there may be some scientific studies out there backing this up. But, but I they just didn't have the brain capacity to, <laughs> yeah, to yeah. look for it or to, to find the right keywords for this. 
I have started out learning Italian, or I have I have restarted learning, and the method that I am using in the beginning is listening to a lot of podcasts. So, so I, I am not there now, but I will increase the speed and and I I will test it on myself, okay. <laughs> and then I I will tell my listeners how it worked out. <laughs> yeah, you'd be you you'd be the guinea pig. Okay, sure. Yeah, exactly. What is one of the most crucial things that helped you to become such a, a great fluent speaker like you are today? Really big in the moment. Uh, I would have not been able to speak English like this. Uh, let's just let's just let's piece this together. Okay. For English, it was me being in an in an environment where I could not escape. I was a child or a teenager at that time and not being able to speak english would have been detrimental to me uh i would have so one thing is immersion immersion is i guess was the number one because it kind of happened to me too in japanese uh, back in high school there was a i think a month that we went to japan and all my japanese at that time was just really elementary really basic but because we got lost one time <laughs> okay. it was that was when we were that was when we uh, that was when my japanese just just flooded in like i really needed this language to help me out right now and so everything uh, every single word that i know related to being lost or, or finding my finding directions mm. came back like it really just like, it soared so that would be my thing i guess like immersion would be number one Something else that I've learned from one of the books, I think it was Fluent Forever by Gabriel Weiner. Uh, backchaining. Backchaining is something that you want to do with uh, with your pronunciation. Backchaining is when you have a, it's, it's, it's like shadowing. But, uh, so you have the audio file, but instead of starting at the beginning, you start at the end. So you go to the end of the clip, mm -hmm. um, master the sounds from from the back because it would exercise your mouth and in a way where it knows where to go okay so so you just keep on inching towards the beginning and and then you um supposedly you're you're going to be able to say the whole phrase more fluently than if you started at the beginning and this is something that is being used by singers Okay, and and so you record yourself while doing it, right? I uh, yeah, of course, yes, because, I, do, I definitely do. Because yourself, definitely. You mentioned audacity, and just so that the listeners know, you don't have to pay anything, and it's a, a great software where you can record yourself and edit, basically. Right. So those will be my three things: immersion, backchaining, and recording yourself. One thing that I I was dabbling on before was SRS space repetition software, but uh, I kind of dropped it. Do you use Anki? Yeah, I used to use Anki. That was my go-to, but then um, it's been years since I've, I've been doing it. So uh, I just kind of gave up on it <laughs> and I probably should go back to it because um, I, I, I know that it, it kind of helped me when I was a, a student, but I, I just could not, uh, um, after a while I just, why I've, I I lost love. Um, it got to not not difficult, but um, 
Oh, was it now? I had too many um, cards to, <laughs> uh, to to review because it was. I I uh, I think I, and I, I, I did, and I also did not want to uh, restart it because I'm restarting it. Um, just you just lose every single one. So, mm. um, but yeah, I I really should um, get back to it because um, that's how I learned um, uh, hiragana and katakana uh, at one point, and and kanji was, man. Uh, as you may know, kanji characters you have to learn more close to like more than two thousand five hundred characters in order for you to be literate in Japanese, in written Japanese. So um, kind of help, but then, but yeah, SRS would be something. But then, yeah. I really can't recommend it because I I'm, I'm no longer doing it. So. And what what about when you are watching animes? Do you shadow as well, or is it just entertainment and you just watch it and that's it? I I've started using it as shadow practice, yes, but not closely. I what I do want to emphasize though are the reality TV shows because they're closer to real life conversations. Oh yeah, yeah. because when when you're talking about anime, these are they're using words that are yeah. uh, like fantastical. They're yeah. they're sci-fi stuff. You know? <laughs> um, so you want to pick up words that are that you can really use in real life. So I've been watching Japanese reality t- reality TV shows. Yeah, and instead. that's the reason why I love podcasts in which there are a lot of interviews. <laughs> Do you listen cool, cool. to a lot of podcasts? No, not anymore. No, I used to listen to Tim Tim Ferriss. Yeah, but um, I, I stopped. <laughs> okay. Uh, I also used to li- listen to um, the stuff you should know. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm, yeah. So those two were my go-to's before, but I, I kind of stopped. I, I just I don't know. I, I fell out of out of the wagon when it came to the podcasts. Right now, I am trying to make myself revamping my my habits and i'm using a habit tracking app called habitica and um in these guilds they have numerous resources Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i've been going combing through the resources i pick some of them um but putting them in my regular habit or my regular routine has been fatal (laughs) yes it hasn't happened um and so uh, the only one that i was able to really insert was um read the kanji or something like that but then there's more, so I'm trying to um, put them in, insert them into my uh, uh, my routine, daily routine. But uh, if you have any any better ways, uh, I'm all ears. Yeah, maybe maybe if- we should start like a challenge, something which forces us to learn a certain language in in a certain period of time, and like like a challenge among friends or a community. And in which everyone is so motivated, so that it becomes like one of the, of the most important priorities for us. So I, I think mm-hmm. having challenges is really huge. But but of course you you need to commit yourself and and do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I know. I forgot language exchanges. That would be one thing that you kind of want to be into because if you are language exchanging. You are practicing, but at the same time, helping someone else learn whatever language you could offer to that person. I have a language exchange uh, almost every Friday for two hours, one hour in English, one hour in Japanese. 
I sound like a freaking kid <laughs> when it comes to Japanese, but uh, I'm okay with when it comes to English. But yeah, that would be one other thing that I would like to uh, proliferate. And if we have community members who want to do language exchanges, uh, you know, let's let's do it. Yeah. So, but how do you find them? How do you find a a tandem partner? I was able to find my Japanese uh, language exchange partner through my classes, my ESL classes. This person was asking for um, practice, and I was like, okay. Even though I'm not a native speaker of English, I, I do know something. So um, we, we've been seeing each other for close to two years now, one and a half. Awesome. Years. And it's because it just yeah, yeah. But I haven't been able to, and I, I also do it for Spanish. But then it's it's like it's no longer as scheduled mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or regular as before. I see. Uh, because I just could not, I could not master the, the freaking. Uh, what call now the conjugations i'm still trying to get the grasp yeah and for vietnamese i was seeing someone i and i met this person via meetup.com uh but the thing is i i was in that group because i also had another classmate from from another esl class recommend me to be in this meetup so that cuz she is she's also an organizer for this meetup and there was another person in that group too so we just um, after a while we wanted to do the same thing and uh, we did yeah. it and but then I just could not grasp the other language to the point where I, it felt like I was just wasting his time <laughs> okay. so I stopped and he and he understands and he understands so um, I'm just now I'm doing my solo thing so but for Japanese it's been helpful because um, I could I, I could really see my my yeah. um, the way that I communicate in Japanese now it's it's way better than before but it's still not as good as the uh, the masters man I, I don't okay, know okay awesome thank so, you thank you so much Wins it was really amazing maybe you are up to for a second round when I have a specific topic to discuss with you then we could do something again and I would be over the moon sure <laughs> yeah okay yeah okay Wins do you want to add something? Do you want to say something in the end? Uh, well, if, sure. If anyone out there is learning Japanese, Spanish, or Vietnamese and you have tips for me, <laughs> please let me know. <laughs> That'll be what I would want to. Uh... All right. All right, Daniel. Thank you so much for having me, man. Okay. It was a pleasure. This was Wins from the Philippines, and I can't thank him enough for being on my Fluent podcast. I could learn a ton of stuff and I'm sure you could too. So I am Daniel Goodson, I am the host of My Fluent Podcast. I want to thank you very much for listening until the end and I want to add that I could learn a lot of expressions as well. For example, lo and behold, I am all ears or for example, I fell out of the wagon. So many expressions, I have noted them down and you can read them in the show notes, of course. And please bear in mind that there is a YouTube version as well. So don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel so that my Flume podcast can grow. And that way it will also become easier to find people 
learners from all over the world to come onto my podcast and tell their stories how they learned their target language. Thank you so much, guys. You are wonderful and happy learning. Bye.